Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hi, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another rousing, wonderful episode of <laughs> Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. We are back, back, back again to finish up our recap of AJ and the Queen. So we'll be talking about the second half of the season. Yes, what a fun show. I'm ready to dive back in. Yes, girl. But before we do that, normally this is the part where we talk about our personal lives. However, we've sacrificed all of our <laughs> riveting life updates in order <laughs> in order to talk about <laughs> some pop culture moments that have happened in the last week or so. Well, first of all, I had my birthday on Saturday, so Woo! yay. Congrats. Yes. <laughs> and in no shocking turn of events, I got a call me by your name tattoo for my birthday. <laughs> so if you follow me on my Instagram or personal Twitter, I probably posted there, but maybe I'll post again for anybody else if they're interested. Yeah, we should totally share it on the um, TFC Instagram. It looks really good. I'm really happy with it. It's still healing and it's starting to get itchy, but I'm really happy with how it turned out. So... Yeah, no one's surprised here. <laughs> yeah, what a cute idea, too. That's going to be a timeless piece, I think. Yes. Um, it was really cool, too, because, like, I know I talked about it somewhere, but um, the shop is, like, a very, like, small shop. There's just two main artists there, and um, the artists um are very well the shop itself is very like very pro queer and people of color so mm-hmm. like they actually give discounts to people of color um just to try and encourage like you know like tattoos in in that community i guess maybe it's not as popular or something i'm not really sure i don't know um afropunk is a thing and there's lots of ink there but i think that's a really cool initiative yeah and I thought that was really neat that they offer that. And like, it was really cool. They have like the, the gay pride flag up and it's the one with the brown and the black stripe. So they're woke. And uh, they also like had the trans pride flag, which is like what I got to stare up at the whole time I got the tattoo, which was kind of fun. <laughs> um, and my tattoo artist was gender non-binary. So I was just like really like happy and felt comfortable and in a safe space to get my tattoo. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a place I would want to get some ink done. Yes. If you guys need a shop in Seattle, Washington, hit me up and I will give you the information of my artist and the shop. There you go. Get it, Queens. All right. We got the free promo in. So in- <laughs> on to the, <laughs> the things that people are probably more interested in. Can we just talk about quickly the, the flop that was the UK drag on? <laughs> Oh, this is just a mess. In my opinion, it sounds like the venue really fucked up. But unfortunately for RuPaul, his name is all over this. And I mean, you kind of have to know at least a little bit of what's going on, you know, with your operation. So if things are being oversold, you might want to like remedy that before shit hits the fan. So I just feel bad for those fans who didn't get to go. Yeah, not a not a good look when Jake Yonsei is calling it the Firefest of Drag. Right. <laughs> oh my I god. I was <laughs> obsessed. I was like, this is the is this Tanacon of drag. 
<laughs> I was so obsessed following all the updates. If you guys were watching our Twitter, I was just like retweeting a bunch and like trying to get all the information out there. Well, Drag Race has a huge following over there. So, I mean, even if you look at um, most podcast stats, the second highest, if not the number one most listened to podcast country is the United Kingdom. So we should have known they were going to turn up like this. But yeah. I, feel, I feel like they were just being greedy because obviously someone saw the ticket sales and was like, oh, like we have more tickets sold than available allotment like in the venue. Like somebody should have like triggered something and been like, wait a minute, like we're not going to be able to fit all these people. Right. No one's trying to invite the fire marshal. <laughs> yeah. Were they uh, were they greedy like um, the Nina Bonita Brown and Aja <laughs> lip sync? <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, I, Valentina, not Aja. I guess. I don't Was it get, like that? I don't remember that reference, but sure. <laughs> they were like, you're going to have to take off your mask. And the venue was like, no, you have to stand in the cold. Uh, <laughs> sure. Womp womp. <laughs> but also, like, apparently there was, like, people were mad because, like, Bianca was only there on Sunday out of the two days. And so people, like, went and were, like, purchasing purchasing her merch i think which like secures them a ticket into her meet to like meet her mm-hmm. and so like people like just went and like snatched up like the majority of the tickets on saturday the first day and then they all came back and then all the people that were only there for sunday like came and they were like not able to meet her yeah i mean they were even mixing in um people who paid for meet and greets and VIP tickets with the general admission, which I would have a problem with because you're paying for an experience. So right. they just, the venue just completely just let it all go to hell. Yeah, this doesn't... I don't feel very important or like luxurious or anything. I mean, honestly, as a person who's been in customer service for like going on two decades, I would definitely like not go just because I would be like, no, this is not... I want my refund. This is not what I paid for. It's not my fault. You're not organized. I'm leaving. Sorry, Baga. (laughs) I'll catch you next time. But I also understand people who spend their last to get to events like that. And it's like a big moment. So when this happens and it's out of your control, it's just really disheartening. Yeah. And then even once you get in, like they packed that room full, girl. Like you couldn't barely walk. Those pictures were nuts. Of the Frog Destroyer performance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was intense. (laughs) But they killed it, though. That was a pretty sick performance. So, yeah. (laughs) For those that were inside. But yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Also, you know, kind of Monique Hart brought up or reignited an interesting conversation from her season with the Vixen about how people treat the um, black queens on the show. And, um, and so yeah it it was just like really kind of sad to see like her emotional like emotionally break down because like of course like you know these types of derogatory things like are hurtful and these people they say them from behind the screen and like but then you actually get to see like her actual like how it actually affects her and that was really sad to see yeah i mean people just have no idea just because you're a caricature on tv um or you're a in quotes celebrity from on whatever platform or show people 
forget that they're human and that they're not actually superheroes and that, you know, people have history and people have harder stories and tougher experiences just because of the way they look and who they are. So this is sad, a sad reality, really, that Monique is sharing. Right. And some of the terms that she was like sharing that she had been called, I was just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand like how people think that it's okay to say these types of things. I didn't actually like listen to the interview. Was it like racist, like things that people were saying or was it like also, was it racist stuff and like just people being mean? It was like mostly like racist terminology. Yeah. Like slurs all under the umbrella. Plus a little like people are just being rude and nasty really yeah and she said it was more so on all-stars when she said that valentina needed to go home the p you know of course you know how the valentina stands are right and monique was just surely of course commenting on performance based on performance valentina should go home or track record right and um the fans react that way it's just crazy to me and really too like it put it into perspective like in maybe a more digestible way like than what the vixen like had how she put it because she was like basically saying like the you know black people they have to play like the mammy character to be like more relatable to the white audience and then like it's more easily like digestible for the white audience and like when you look at the difference between how monique and vixen present themselves it's like really apparent because monique is willing to like make the compromise to play that mammy character that's more acceptable where vixen just like says it how it is yeah that's a good point so i thought that was like a really interesting thing that i that was like a big takeaway for me like that kind of like helped me to understand basically the vixen wasn't wrong (laughs) like in her in what she was saying but like the way it was presented was not in a digestible way for me at that time but now it makes sense Right. Yeah. And that's very fair to say, because I'll still to this day, like, you know, say delivery is everything. But when people are feeling raw emotion, there's no controlling that. And that's exactly how it's supposed to be presented in that in that moment. Yeah. Because also, like, to illustrate that Monique said that she really saw that she wasn't going to win the show and she was going to just walk out off the show. But then she remembered like when Vixen did that at the reunion and you know how it came off and how RuPaul like was talking about it. So she stayed just for like the appearance of it. But I was like, I don't know. That would be kind of like entertaining to watch Monique just be like, bye y'all. Yeah. I mean, as long as she could actually talk about it. Yeah. Just be like, don't just like walk off but be like clearly i'm not here to win or like whatever i don't know right because i still believe in pr training so we need to be with everyone can't win (laughs) i mean i don't know the context of it but i'm kind of like even though you weren't going to win like you still like stay there to like fulfill what your like contract and like I don't know, just like the goodwill of the show. Like you don't want to burn bridges. And yourself, just, you know, finish wherever that may be. Just finish for yourself. Yeah. And if WoW's going to bullshit a tie winner, they should have just let Monique won too because she's fucking sickening. <laughs> yeah. Or give her a spinoff or something. Yeah. She should get like a wild card, come back onto the episode <laughs> card or next season. Listen, Monique could um, be giving us just as funny netflix reviews as trixie and katya i'm sure and i love i love the girls but i'm just saying monique is very capable of something like that 
Oh my God, Monique and Monet instead, <laughs> or or Bob and Monet. I don't know. I mean, we get a lot of that content, but I would love to see Monet or Monique on there. And I mean, Monique would go good with pretty much anyone. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, Bob. It's so funny when Bob and Monet make fun of Monique. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stunning. <laughs> also i just listened to bob and monet's new podcast and it was really funny because i totally didn't even notice this either but at their booth they like the sign was misspelled so instead of saying sibling rivalry it says sibling rivalry <laughs> <laughs> nice. it was, like misspelled <laughs> yes come through uk <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's um kind of the updates last update which is really short is that rupaul is going to be on uh saturday night live as the host for the first time for her first time i should say and the musical guest is justin bieber <laughs> the beebs oh my gosh i wonder if that means justin will be on rupaul's podcast rupaul's like no. get in my dressing room rupaul's Interview. not a man of god <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I will be muting my television for the two minutes and 45 seconds that Justin Bieber sings his horrible song, Yummy. So you have to turn the channel so they can see how many people disengage and then you have yeah. to come back. Yeah, that's that the number they like to look at. <laughs> Good. Good strategy. <laughs> all right girl well that's our updates for this week and our opinions and um yeah so hopefully you guys like that tea session uh the tea is run out so we're gonna go ahead and talk about some aj and the queen hey everyone welcome back to our honest tea spill of the week where we are back 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 again to discuss the last half of the monumentally epic AJ and the Queen. Where? Uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> what just happened, girl? I think Jamal just malfunctioned. Oh, I was gonna say that white claws hitting good today. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say something and then I forgot what I was gonna say, and I didn't want to <laughs> sound dumb, but I sounded dumb anyway. Yeah, Oopsies. so it's, it's like part two not that there's a part one or part two on this series but we're making it a part two thank you (laughs) yes yeah girl we're back for part two so uh you guys know what the deal is uh we are going to go ahead and jump into it starting with uh let's see what are we going to start with episode six through ten it's six episode six which takes place in little rock arkansas in a rv park (laughs) this is scary yeah Yeah, this is my worst nightmare um so basically (laughs) (laughs) you know they pull into this parking lot and you know everyone's like talking about how awesome trump is and you know (laughs) lady danger has her union jack eye patch on just carrying knives around willy-nilly lady danger is out in full force with that confederate eye patch isn't she yeah girl i was wondering if that was like a nod to rupaul's uh dress that she wore i got that thought as well nice catch yeah. I like it was yeah i love all the little like easter eggs that rupaul puts in like that are completely obvious <laughs> and everyone's like yeah we got it girl 
Yeah, and also in the reviews, we'll see who actually knows RuPaul's career and actually knows what they mean. Right. <laughs> yes. So, um, so they're at the RV park. What's her face? AJ is like super excited to like go digging in the the diamond field. <laughs> That's totally not a sandbox. Yeah, AJ's on Operation Make Money because she feels like she needs to give back to her pop pop. So he takes her in and loves her. Yeah, yeah. AJ's like completely delusional at this point. Like she has no concept of reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is like the personification of Jesse Spano taking her speed pills to study for her test. <laughs> She's like, I'm so excited. I'm going to find the diamonds. I'm so scared. Pop, pop, love me. <laughs> Please pop, don't pop. go. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile so aj that's aj's storyline and then in the meantime ruby has decided to like take charge of the camp's rendition of greece the musical <laughs> yeah and there's these like evil like walmart hoes that are there <laughs> for that, real that are like trying to like perform everything i don't know <laughs> they were like eating lunch and then like rupaul had them rehearse for like 10 to 15 minutes and they're like we're hungry we haven't eaten all day (laughs) (laughs) it's like girl you're just eating the last scene i know they had to go and let the um the queen get involved because you know it's going to be high production once the queen is directing yeah but then they like don't like how Ruby is like taking control making it too professional so they kick ruby out but then somehow she's like you know still directing (laughs) and like in the show i think like in the beginning they just told ruby about the show and then ruby was just like oh you should do this and you know oh that's not how you do grease kind of thing and then just kind of forced his way in there and then they asked her they asked ruby to do it they're like you should do this and she's like no and then they uh, begged her yeah that's right she resisted and then she became too much yeah yeah. So they straight up told her when they were like breaking up with her the first time, Ruby Red, that they don't want to be outshined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they were also like, it was also really awkward writing. They're like, I don't know how to, to talk, you know, have this confrontation with a black man that's gay. And I was like, Ugh. I know. But, you know, that's how they think. That is how the Walmart hoes act. <laughs> Yeah. Judging the book by the cover. And pictures at Walmart.com. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they're like fighting over a bottle of shampoo in the aisle at Walmart. Right. They're like, oh, the sass is strong in that one. And trying to find like the freshest macaroni salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, God. American style. Uh, America. So yeah, so this is all going down. RuPaul's barging and entering into random people's trailers. They get the the boy of like the trailer that they bu- that she barges into is like they get the boy to play like a, in the character like in the musical, and he ends uh-huh. up like switching with AJ. So AJ is like the male character, and he is playing like sandy or the female character yeah so the um little boy here they excuse me are getting into drag and they want to be sandy like give me the poodle dress please yeah and of course the wig comes off in the performance and literally wig launched and 
the parents of this you know child are very unhappy and make a big scene and then of course you know rupaul has to show them up so rupaul gets in full sandy get up (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the parents i mean they can tell that the wife is uncomfortable because the husband is so upset so it's just that kind of southern mentality of whatever masculinity is supposed to be not my son you know that whole thing right and this is also like the height of uh lady danger like gay shaming hector the grifter because (laughs) he's like i don't want to eat like it's too late to eat and she's like why you're gay (laughs) yeah because eating is very gay (laughs) or not eating is very gay yeah she like hates that he asks for like garden salads with the dressing on the side that he's like taking care of himself for himself right so she just like throws it in his face (laughs) yeah it was like really uncomfortable the homophobia in this movie (laughs) (laughs) and then uh so they like put a tracking device on their rv the lady danger and hector and they also hide a rattlesnake in the van but luckily rupaul is wearing the human shield uh (laughs) aka (laughs) captain and fierce catch that captain made yeah the snake hooks like onto the caftan and RuPaul is saved because the gun wielding gays shoot the snake and it dies. Yeah. Yay for the log cabin Republicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Republic gays. <laughs> but also like the guy trying to like line up his shot to uh, shoot the rattlesnakes like me trying to play beer pong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I thought that looked familiar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, uh, basically, that is that episode. They, you know, it's time for them to leave the park now. And, of course, because Ruby and AJ find the tracker, they put it on a different RV that I guess looks similar. And Lady Danger and Hector are off in the completely wrong direction yes i love a good switcheroo yeah it's like the looney tunes um plot twist (laughs) yeah and then we get to the only episode worth watching in the series (laughs) oh no (laughs) jackson missouri mississippi mississippi Mississippi. you know one of those names yeah i would have got there eventually (laughs) the dirty south yeah you get to hear all the dirty south like music like fat i think i heard fat joe and some other peeps like in the background yeah great playlist um great vibes it was this was a fun episode yeah this is the funnest episode because they go to visit ruby red's like old time friend Fabergé, played by latrice royale Yes, mother. I was living for this name too. Fabergé, give me a break. Yeah, this, this was a fun episode. I really like this one too. Yes. And this one also stars Monique Hart as, um. oh gosh, I forget. Oh, Terry. Terry Tori. Tori. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> Terry Tori. Yes. So this is a really fun episode where basically rupaul or ruby gets to like you know kiki with her friends and they get to like have like good barbecue and like cookouts and kickbacks and drinks and money laundering and fake gucci (laughs) 
Yes, counterfeit everything. But um, yeah, Ruby slash Robert gets to let their hair down, um, relax, breathe a little bit, even though they're still on the run. She's around family. She knows she's well protected. So she can just kind of hang out for a night. Yeah. And then it's really funny, the dynamic, because Monique is playing the drag daughter of Fabergé. Mm-hmm. So that was like really funny. Like the interactions between Latrice and Monique were just really good. Yeah, they did really well as an on-screen pair, I thought. And I was living for um, <laughs> Monique's routines on that stage. <laughs> yeah, Monique was good. But also this was like my favorite sequence, performance sequence from the whole season is Ruby Red and Fabergé doing salt and Peppa's Push It. <laughs> Yeah, that was a really great scene. The best. That was like <laughs> the only good thing to come out of this whole season. Like, no. so good. <laughs> no, there are more good things, but I love that moment. That was just like my favorite thing from the entire season. I'll just put it that way. That I mean, is fair. This episode was probably one of my like more favorite episodes yeah, it was a really good one. Um, AJ in this plotline finally gets her dog from like these buskers that are out in front of the gay club. They purchase the dog from them. Mm-hmm. So at first, AJ was just like, they're not good dog parents. So she wanted to save the pup. And uh, Rue, Ruby, I keep wanting to say Rue. Ruby ends up going back to the um, couple and purchasing the pup for AJ. And then from there, AJ has to learn some tough lessons and motherhood pretty quickly. Yeah. She was just like looking the dog in the face. She was like, call me mother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she wanted to connect so badly with something, I think, which is just such a real feeling. But this wasn't the solution she was hoping it would be. Right, because, like, I mean, I'm I'm with the dog on this one, because who wants to cuddle up to the Chucky doll? Listen, I would be terrified. Yeah, it was horror. It was, it was frightening. I, I totally feel it. The dog was like, <laughs> I'd rather be homeless. Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was that episode. Oh, also Lady Danger and Hector come. And then, like... Mi- <laughs> Scram or Instagram. (laughs) I hated this part so much. Scram or Instagram. (laughs) No. So, so Fabergé is like, let me handle it, girl. Cause you know, she's like, like money laundering. Basically, uh, her role was stereotyped because Latrice had like gone to jail and this person was like doing like illegal things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. So they, so she's like, all this build up to like we're gonna take care of like these people for you and then like the moment finally comes and like these two people like smash they smash out the rear window three times in a row so like (laughs) somehow the window grows back and they break it again and then it grows back and they shatter it again it was a triple take (laughs) shot is that what that was they're being dramatic Oh my god, Seth, really? <laughs> I did not see that. I was just like, what is happening? I was and so then- excited for this scene because they needed to be shook, Lady Danger with that fucked up eye and Hector who's just caught in the middle, but yeah, that car was going to get an ass whooping tonight. Yeah, Hector cried like a little bitch and speeded out of there. And then they expose Lady Danger's eye patch. <laughs> they take it off and we get to see her wonky eye. <laughs> 
<laughs> Scram or Instagram. That was so funny. Yeah. yeah. And, and that they was knew like the who way she it, was. Fabergé was an yeah. old friend of Ruby's. So Lady Danger knew who Fabergé was as well and that she was fucked. Yeah. So I don't know. I was like, I was hoping for more payoff. Like if you're, if we're going to get all dirty South and be like, I'm going to take care of these people. Like, take care of them don't just threaten to instagram like a shitty picture of them (laughs) (laughs) well let's not forget about ruby's hookup in the um suburban or whatever yes that was definitely the next point that we cannot overlook i think his name was daryl was it daryl daryl i don't remember something like that but he was really hot like way hotter than hector so (laughs) i was like girl you better get that shit we were like, go have fun, girl. I was trying to think where he was from because I feel like I've seen him in other shows, but I don't know. Yeah, he looked familiar, but like when he takes off his shirt, I was just like, ooh, child. <laughs> <laughs> Seth said, yes, please. Because everyone, like all I've seen people like, oh my God, this guy that plays Hector is so hot. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Seth said, wrong. I'm not that into Hector, but that's just my opinion. Hector's just, I don't know. I don't really care for him either. He's just kind of annoying. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I can't like separate his character from like the actor. Like the the person playing him is is Hector in my eyes. Yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jamal was yawning if it sounded weird. (laughs) It wasn't a Yeti. It might help if Hector was actually gay. Like, that's what's so <laughs> annoying about this, like, storyline is Ruby is just, like, all over Hector. And it's, like, it's this, like, straight man conning Ruby. But yet Ruby is just like, oh, I love you, Hector. <laughs> but is that a deeper part of the story? How fucked up the mind might be in love? I mean, I'm sure it is? it is, girl. But I'm just saying, that's why, I, like, for me, I'm like, Hector, that partially to me makes him less attractive because it's just like you're a a con con, man yeah you're a grifter i agree girl you're a grifter i don't disagree hey big grifter (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so yeah i i don't know maybe you guys can hashtag team hector or team durrell i don't know but let us know Uh, um yeah so they have a hot car hookup and like this super fabulous like um escalade or something i'm gonna imagine it's an escalade yeah it was big (laughs) and black lots of space yes a stallion Ah. (laughs) um all right so so that was that episode um, why don't we go ahead and just take a quick little break here and then we'll come back and get through the last three episodes. Sounds good. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> hey everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming right now. We're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah. Remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. Apologize for the long wait. I just got caught up in a money laundering scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In Jackson, Missouri. 
Mississippi. How do you get it to Montana. look so real? Uh, I just went and got my stuff from Michael's Arts and Crafts, and they sell <laughs> the highest quality beads. <laughs> I love it. Feel free to go to your local Michael's Arts and Crafts, and you can use offer code TFCPOD <laughs> to get... 10% off of your high quality Gucci beads. That's hilarious. I always have a Michael's coupon on my phone. Yes, girl. If you stay prepared, you don't got to be prepared. That's right, Henny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So we are back on the road to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I know where this place is. Isn't this where Britney Spears is from? It's quite possible. I think that's true. Listeners, let us know. Also, hashtag free Britney. Free Britney, y'all, for yeah. real. For real. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't really remember what happened in this episode. <laughs> the, the episode synopsis is not bringing it back for <laughs> Isn't this where she sees the friend? Wait, which friend? The childhood friend. Hmm. Can we just skip this one? Because I really don't remember. Oh, no. Wait, what's the synopsis? Because, like, I sh- I know what's going on. Remember when she visits the friend? Oh, okay. Medical emergency. Okay. Sorry, I, I missed yeah, that part. Yeah, this is the one that this was, is... like, all based just in the hospital, basically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is where they are basically like, why is the black man with a small child? The small white child. Yo, this was, this was so real. Like, that woman across the way from Ruby slash Robert was, like studying the scenario like was not missing she's, a beat she's basically like barbecue becky you know just tattletaling on people for living their damn lives yeah and die die at the front counter was no better yeah she should have just gone and die died <laughs> i actually really enjoyed this episode though i thought it was kind of a fun episode did you like rupaul's subtle commentary on instagram queens <laughs> yeah i caught that tea oh gosh yeah so that was the whole episode really and they you know call the police and i don't know eventually ruby has to like get into like hospital drag realness yeah well the whole thing started was because they were actually playing on a swing set and aj got pushed too high fractured their arm so they had to go to the er and of course it's like clearly you're not this child's mother father like you got to have some kind of story and instead of just telling people what was going on it turned into this whole thing but also they couldn't just tell because aj knew she knew the drill like if she let anybody know what was really going on child protective services was going to show up so there was that whole commentary this episode because the poor thing has just lived this crazy life to where she just knows if we get busted, we're getting separated and I'm not going to see anybody anymore. Yeah, because they also show the flashback to like, I think, guess where AJ was taken away from her mom for like the first time or something. Yeah. And we saw like, um, she still had her long hair as a flashback and her mom was um having an episode or something, I believe. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it was, that's why I kind of liked this episode because it brought like some, uh, shed more light on shed her more history. light like on her, like the history of AJ and like, kind of like how she is or like helps explain kind of like who she is right like growing up the way she did like 
she's skeptical of like people like she doesn't believe necessarily you know authority in these types of situations just based off of how she was raised yeah and this was also i now remember the episode where we find out what happened to cocoa butter yeah why cocoa butter is blind yes a diabetic stroke yeah, I guess there was like this gag of of um cocoa butter eating like just like a whole twelve pack of like pink box you know donuts. Yep, that was they were doing a um holiday show, I believe. The flashback where Ruby was playing Judy Garland and yep, devouring the donuts, and she collapsed on yeah. stage. That was like kind of sad to see, you know. I don't know, <laughs> and they're like. And that's how she's blind. I don't know. It was just like so quick and nonchalant. I don't know. They came I was just like, come on. They came back to it though. Like you have to give them that credit. Like they told the story and like, you know, how the blindness happened now. This is one of the only storylines that they actually finished and gave us a resolution to. There you go. <laughs> Seth changed his mind that fast. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is also the part. Um, so by the way, brandy like aj's mom is like contacting cocoa butter trying to get the lowdown on where aj is and so like this episode i think is where cocoa butter like tells her like i know where your daughter is yeah so is this the same episode where she might she might have intercepted some coins from cocoa butter yeah she um like steals coco's money <laughs> yeah from the dress is like four hundred dollars and she knows coco is blind so she swiped it and presumably was heading to texas yes yeah bye bitch <laughs> so now aj's mom's a grifter too Ooh, that bitch everybody's on their grifting game with well, those sad honestly, things if these, if these people would stop leaving cash just laying around on the goddamn table <laughs> Like, put it away in your, like, purse or your wallet. Like, I don't know why they always have it just laying around. I'm just going to leave this they're folded just... in the gown, honey. <laughs> life is rich. They're, they're just living life, girl. They're, like, throwing their money into the wind. Like, the hills are alive with the sound of my money blowing in the wind. <laughs> they're like, here, let me set out my $100 bills all over the table, and then let me turn on the fan Oh, and also I'm blind, so I can't find where the dollar bills flew to. Stoney has had it. He's had it. Fix it, Rue. I'm dying. Hell no, he says. It's just the show so frustrating. Uh, all right so that's <laughs> basically what happened i mean the lost episode of baton rouge <laughs> this show was written by michael patrick king the same person that wrote sex in the city too just fyi <laughs> yeah <laughs> for what it's worth <laughs> um so now we're moving on to fort worth texas um Oh, this is hmm. where this is where he Rue, visits his friend. Yeah, the childhood friend. Ruby visits his friend, um, the childhood friend that has a fake accent. Remember the club was torn down and nobody told Rue because mm. she was expecting <laughs> to do a gig there. Yeah. Did you watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it already, girl. It's like two weeks later. I'm like 
forgot it all. <laughs> no. But um, Okay, I remember what happens now. I looked at a picture. This is the episode of Ginger Minge. Yes. So because there's no gig, Rue decides to, you know, go say hey and Pop Pop's only forty minutes from this location. So it's like, hey, it's a little pit stop for the weekend. And AJ really wants to go see Pop Pop, but Ruby's kind of struggling with letting AJ go. So she's getting kind attached. of convinces AJ, hey, let's go visit my friend. We'll stay here for the weekend. And then I'll drop you off at Pop Pops. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, <laughs> so then they're at this like super like bougie white person party, like super rich party. And uh, they, they're entertainment cancels so they're like oh my god we'll have a drag queen yeah which is like i don't know i thought there was something stuffy and eerily stuffy about this offer aj was like filled with secret vodka nobody knew about so aj ran up the the um invoice quite a bit in ruby's favor (laughs) yeah this is also like the plot of like get out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where Ruby like finds her way into the rich white people's house. Yeah, it's just like bad vibes, right? Because it's like you're visiting your friend, but you're also like the token there. So then you magically turn into the help. That's paid very well. Right. But the help nonetheless. Yeah. And there's also like their creepy child that's like, he's probably like in college, but somehow befriends like this 10 year old girl. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> their relationship (laughs) didn't they say he was 14 i think he was like 14 but like i felt like aj and the 14 year old like got along well because they're both just kind of like outcasts from their family type situation like they both feel like alone like they don't have family so the island of misfit toys but i don't know like i felt like the whole like drag thing it was like that it's like anytime like when you're going to a drag show and it's like full of like straight like bachelorette party and they're like oh my god (laughs) like she has boobs this is kind of gross like yeah like basically making fun of the drag queen instead of actually enjoying the show like that's the vibe i was getting so the performance was like really like hard to watch because ruby is performing in a living room you can already tell just from the guests entering the household, they're just like, oh, last year there's a magician. And they're just like, okay, here's a man in a dress. It was very much that. So by the time showtime yeah. came, it was just very like, it wasn't going to go well. So everybody's very stiff. Uh, Rue's friend, I forget her name, was making her entrance, like her grand entrance to her party. Yeah. And she was doing the routine that they used to do when they were kids, but she could tell the kids are not into the gig and then she just kind of left ruby hanging and it was sad yes girl also like apparently they have these parties because their relationship is like failing um and also they the the son is like i'll take you to pop pop for aj (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah my goodness so ruby and her friend have some words um they get into a little tiff and then they make up but this little fucker here he got into this this rv and he attempted to take off y'all yeah he thought he was about to go tokyo drifting yeah and (laughs) instead he like leaned to the left real hard yeah he was like everything you do in a box to the left right (laughs) Yeah, he basically ramped off, like, the fucking ledge and, like, flipped over the entire RV. It was super fun. Yeah. (laughs) 
GTA girl. This RV is going through it. Yeah, he was too fast and too furious. <laughs> <laughs> so then in the end, like a Ruby and the the rich lady, her his, you know, Ruby's old friend, like make up and solve like all their childhood traumas and <laughs> <laughs> yay you know like in, in the richest whitest way possible yeah just watch the episode it's like it's a lot to explain this is a great this is great coverage <laughs> or not this episode was horrible like the only good thing about this was ginger minge was no, in it. no i liked this so i would say i really enjoyed like the last half of the season i liked the episode well i guess we had different experiences i liked how ruby's <laughs> character had to acknowledge that part of him was pushing her away in those flashbacks when he thought he was being kicked out of like the Barbie girl time party but she was like you would always Mm -hmm. leave so he kind of like they both kind of acknowledged past insecurities that helped him get through their issues here that I think is really important because it talks a lot about like what Rue always says you're born naked and the rest is drag so that was very much the theme of this episode yeah yeah and Ginger Minge played a wedding, an event planner that was also like a an amateur drag queen called Fanny Pack. <laughs> Fanny Pack. So that was great. Um, all right, so we're on to the season finale, y'all. This episode Avi takes place in Dallas. You know, we they've really been building that up this uh, whole entire season. Um, so uh, of course, also in Dallas is like the big page. Yes, this is it. So a chance for Ruby to snag a twenty-five thousand dollar cash prize and a crown for Miss Drag USA. And two Anastasia Beverly Hill palettes. <laughs> <laughs> Not of her choice. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> well, if she would have sold more cherry pies, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways. So, Ru- so Ruby promises, like the biggest fan base like she's gonna fill the entire balcony you know just because of her ego yeah she says that she has 200 fans coming yes to see this big like super winner of a performance that she has already done before and uh super not new just uh, gonna break out one of the old routines for this big pageant that she's been building up this whole season yep no backup dancers either remember that epic story about the backup dancer show which looked sickening yes girl um so in this episode hector comes back and is like i really love you for real for real you're my baby girl i love you so he brings her back all of the money except four grand because he had to do some shopping for himself, which, I mean, strike one and two, fool. Like, why are you spending my money? Yeah, that was yeah. fucking stupid. And then AJ clocked his ass. Yeah, with like a, a trophy or, or a vase or something? One of the trophies. <laughs> yeah. I guess Hector was trying to do something good, but he's already like ruined his whole reputation. So literally doesn't matter what he does. If he ever gets back with Ruby in season two, I'm going to fucking riot. Yeah, we forgot to talk about how Lady Danger was like locked up because she was caught with her like identity theft moment. 
Yeah. But, um, the real Lorraine Bronco came in. She sure did. But Hector is coming back trying to fix all that. And I thought it was also really fun seeing Trinity and Jujubee in this episode because Trinity, of course, queen pageantry. So it, she had her little fans out there in full force. And AJ was bribing people with counterfeit coins to like vote for Ruby or be there for Ruby. So to see that yes, kind girl. of evil pageant queen from Trinity was just so hilarious. Well, I mean, that's kind of typecasted also. Yeah, I just like that the queens can like, you know, make fun of themselves and really play it up because I really enjoyed seeing Trinity on screen. Yes. Also, Pandora Box was in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think you might have said GGB already. Yeah, we did notice Pandora right away. Yes. Um, So basically, you know, in the end, Ruby ends up i guess ditching the pageant i forget how ruby ends up leaving but cocoa butter takes over her spy so the way it happens y'all is aj gets caught peddling counterfeit coins and danielle trinity um trinity's character reports it to child protective services because this drag queen has come across state lines with the child that's not hers so AJ clocks the social worker and then catches Rue, you know, talking to Hector. But hey, bitch, we got to get out of here. So that's why she worked her little AJ thieving shady ass magic and knocked his ass out. Yeah. And they hit the road. Yeah. Ruby Red grabbed all of the cash that was returned to her. Hector returned all of the cash that he got from her credit card debt. And (laughs) plot hole. And... (laughs) Uh, they take off to Pop Pop, and then Cocoa Butter takes Ruby's spot in the pageant. Oh, remember that money came from Lady Danger keeping it from Hector, so that's how he returned it. Right, but it was credit card fraud. You don't get cash from credit card fraud. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't. I guess you can't take out that large of amount, but they just said it was maxed out. The it's credit Netflix. Line. <laughs> it's Netflix, I guess. It's. Yeah, um, this is directly from the writer of Sex and City Two. <laughs> I'm trying. Too sexy and too furious. I'm trying, y'all. He did good on the first Sex and the City, but yeah, the second one, not yeah. so much. Second one was for the paycheck. Yeah, I've always said the second one was not needed. Yeah. All right, so Ruby and AJ are off to go meet Pop Pop, and they come across this cabin, and, uh, you know, AJ goes in there first and is like, oh my God, my Pop Pop might not like you, so don't come in here, bye. <laughs> and then... <laughs> It's the South. (laughs) And then I guess like Ruby's like, I just want to make sure everything's chill here. And then she goes up and there is someone clearly not Pop Pop that (laughs) answers the door. We find out that the picture of Pop Pop was like a stock photo from Getty Images. Pulled straight from the Google Queen. Which like would have been obvious since it said Getty Images on the photo, but... (laughs) I guess AJ's a young child, so. Yeah. And AJ's like, I don't know, walking through the fields, (laughs) just living her life. And Ruby chases after, and, you know, AJ's like, nobody loves me. Or or AJ's like, no, nobody wants me. And RuPaul's like, I want you. (laughs) You are terrible. This is such a heartfelt scene. No, because, okay, 
we need to like explain this. So the mom, I feel like I did a good job. So Ruby's like going after basically AJ, basically saying pop pop's not real because like Getty images or whatever. And then <laughs> at the same time, AJ's mom pulls up because she like flew across country to get there or whatever. With the popo. Yeah, with the popo. And basically AJ like runs like towards like the mom and basically he starts like hitting her and stuff. And it's like, I hate you. Yeah. Typical like overly dramatic AJ for no reason. Um, and then Ruby's there, and then basically Brianna presses charges for assault on AJ. <laughs> no, no. Basically, the season ends with like Ruby basically. No. The season ends with Ruby being like the story wasn't always about AJ. It was about AJ and I or something. <laughs> yeah, this is a yeah. The Hallmark voiceover lets us know that this was. You know, a bonding story between two unlikely people. And then that's the end. I thought it was cute. Yeah. I thought it was cute, too. Like, everyone talking shit about this, like, please kill yourself because I think I that, thought it was good. I think that a lot of people just want to hate on RuPaul. And it's like a first, like, pilot season kind of project. Like, who knows where it's going to go? I hope it goes somewhere. I yeah. don't know. I mean, I thought it was good. Like, I feel like see, it set it up for season two. Like, they're going to go back to New York and AJ's going to be like the bratty neighbor. And then like Hector will be there like trying to like convert to being gay again or something. No, and- Hector <laughs> needs to be done. But Rue will be some kind of like guardian or something. I hope Darrell comes and like sweeps Ruby off her feet like he said he would. Bitch, we going to Jackson. <laughs> yeah i don't know like i mean i know like through this like recap i was like being kind of like the voice of reason but (laughs) (laughs) but for a real talk like it was an entertaining season like there was just so many plot holes and like weird things that like made it a little bit difficult to like be involved like stuck in that world so Uh, overall it was entertaining overall i'm happy that rupaul got to do this and that she was able to like employ all these queens and we got to see all them so like yeah i don't know i'm just i mean i know i was being overly critical of everything but it's also like kind of frustrating too because it's like you know on rupaul's drag race like you just see everything run so smoothly and like rue is just like always like in her best light and in the in the season i didn't feel like it was like that all of like ruby's outfits and hair and like costumery were perfect but the story was a little bit all over the place for me i mean i will say that i do think the story sometimes was a little choppy but i also think that the show like you kind of have to go into it knowing what it is like exactly you can't go into it thinking okay i'm about to watch like this like emmy award winning series like we're watching like bubblegum tv like this is something that you just like put on you watch you enjoy it something like a fuller house like something not that serious at all and you just kind of like watch it and move on like that's like i guess for me that's kind of how i take it like i'm not criticizing it for being something that it's not i guess yeah and i'm just like an easy viewer so i'm just like i'm very like easy to please but I I guess I just don't clock all of that because I just like want to enjoy something. Sometimes 
not you necessarily, but I feel like some people just <laughs> want to be like bitchy. And I'm just like, have you no joy? Yeah. Like watch the show or turn on fucking um, HGTV or something, you know? There's other things you can watch if you hate it that much, right? Right. And I feel like this was very like stereotypically RuPaul. So it did, it did like, it was very faithful to like her brand because like all of the voiceovers and stuff, while it was cheesy, that's very much like RuPaul's thoughts in her head, you know, like in her daily life. Like I feel like she probably just narrates her life like that. Yeah. And so that was very i mean so it is very faithfully rupaul this is just like clearly um a passion of love for rupaul and yeah i don't know i don't want to like be too negative because i didn't completely hate it but it was just like you know it's well all everybody will view the art differently and take it in how they will so i mean there's nothing wrong that anybody is said it's just three different viewing experiences and trash ass internet i mean at the end of the day if they have season two <laughs> I will be watching season two, so Netflix and RuPaul win. So <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, also T. Apparently, uh, Trixie was never asked to be a part of the show, and Alaska was asked to be a part of the show, but like was not able to due to scheduling. I don't think people should really dig too much into that because the entire fucking cast can say that. Okay. And way more of your absolute faves before you jump out of your seats. Like Trixie has enough going on to where with Netflix also um, that she would be okay without this job and she'll continue to be okay without this job. And I don't know. I stopped listening to Willem and Alaska's podcast because they were just way too on their high horse for me. So who knows? Mm -hmm. Maybe Alaska just wanted to say no to RuPaul as grateful as she has been to RuPaul, you know, in recent days and light. I don't know. She still believes in the RuPaul she used to. So I don't know. I sense a bitch when I know one's there. <laughs> and in kind of like to Jamal's point, the one thing that I really and like will stick up for with this show is that they did include a lot of like the smaller, like lesser popular queens like Jade and Alexis Mateo yeah. and Pandora. So I did like that. So it's like, do we really need to see like all the same queens we always see? Like not necessarily. Right. Give the other queens a chance. Like you can go on YouTube and see like hours of Trixie and Katya and we got to see Katya. You know, everyone likes to bitch about how Katya was robbed. Let's celebrate that Katya is on the show. Let's continue to lift up Monique. You know, I wish that Valentina had played Lady Danger. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's the missed opportunity. Now that's the tea. <laughs> and then Ruby Red's like, "Can you take off that eye patch?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'd like to keep it on, please." <laughs> God damn it, Michael Patrick King! <laughs> Why aren't you listening? Way to, to ruin us? my life. <laughs> and that evil Valentina, sweet and sour voice. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I hope I hope Valentina does get to come back for season two in like a more prominent way. That would be fun. Because that's like so like made for her. She's like telenovela. Like this is like so totally Valentina's time to shine. I agree. Let's make it happen, y'all. Yeah. All right, you guys. So I guess this is like normally the spot where we do like trade, but I feel like we've gone kind of long in this podcast. Are we feeling okay to skip trade this one? Sorry, y'all. We're skipping trade. Yeah, sorry. We're not doing it, so... Yeah, Stoney said we couldn't do trade anymore. I was trying to be nice about it and say the episode was long, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of trade. Yes. But before we do leave, I just wanted to uh, wrap up the episode because we asked for comments and questions and I have picked a few to read, so it's not going to take too much longer. But my favorite, (laughs) obviously my favorite comment was from our old gal pal, Ornisha Lopez. And it says, the ending was almost as insulting... As buying ticket 8001 at DragCon UK. <laughs> I, w- I wanted less cheesiness, just saying. Oh no, see, I'm the cheese ball. So, and I've said that from yeah. the start of this podcast. So that explains where I'm at on the spectrum. Yeah, I'm kind of with Ordacia, but I just love the read of being like the 8001 person like out in the queue for hours. <laughs> that was a good tweet. yeah so that was good but here is a question that we can all end our discussion on from the will jameson and they say that based on this tv show do you think rupaul will be good on the upcoming snl show where he will be the host or will she use the airtime to promote her new album on itunes okay so the thing is um i might be like 10 episodes behind right now but i've listened to rupaul's podcast in addition to watching drag race and just knowing rupaul in general to say i think it'll be a healthy balance of promotion and performance because rue will throw himself out there and take advantage of the opportunity because rue is rue and of course he's gonna you know he has to mention the show everyone knows where he's from so it's just gonna be very i think very casual promotion yeah and i kind of hope like they do the follow-up and have like trinity the talk be a guest because you know like the one sketch where they were talking about drag race and they mentioned trinity like having the best talk oh yeah i have a feeling there might be some like pop-up guests yeah i hope so i i think there will be i'm actually really excited for this snl like i really want to see it i feel like rue has to be so excited because i guarantee rue's been wanting to do this forever so i'm like super pumped for her that she gets this opportunity like it's huge at this stage in her career she's like getting to actually like host snl like that's a huge deal like (laughs) that's awesome for her and for the gays yeah the lgbt community scorpio power yes mama all right. Well, thanks for your contributions, Will and Ornisha. And unfortunately, we will be skipping trade. Sorry to let you down. But kind of, you know, just to address the topic, if you guys have been listening to the podcast the past few weeks, you will know that, of course, Stony has been very busy at work and, you know, in real life stuff. And um, I have some things going on that have uh you know that need my attention yes (laughs) and uh that will be sucking a lot of my time out and you know so we so basically what i'm saying is that we all well stony and i i don't want to blame all have some real life stuff going on so i think our collective decision is to take a hiatus in february or until rupaul announces another season of drag race you know if something important happens or if we feel super motivated to make an episode we might pop in before but we are going to take just a quick little break so that we can all get our lives you know under control to keep our mental health soaring and um you know of course we'll still be reachable on twitter and instagram yeah check us out there y'all we like having fun with you on instagram and twitter 
Twitter. And it's just a little tiny break. We've been doing this for over two and a half years now. It's crazy to think about. But we want to make sure that we have the rest and sanity to make future plans that we have for you all happen. So until a Meet the Queens episode drops, you might see a cute replay or not. But we're very active on Instagram and Twitter. So come hang out with us there. And I mean, there's going to be like four seasons of Drag Race still occurring in 2020. So you're definitely going to hear from us. Like we're just waiting for Rue to drop the bomb. (laughs) And you all turn up way more for our Drag Race content. We've had a lot of fun with our off-season content, but it was just an experiment. So we're going to focus on Drag Race and get nice and rested up for you and just make sure we have the energy to go 110 with you all. Yeah, so we're going to take the off-season to get new drags ready, you know, rehearse our new numbers so that you don't have to see, you know, my uh, my Britney Spears number again <laughs> for the 4,500 time. <laughs> Remember to rate and review. Tell your friends about us. TFCpod at gmail.com if you're interested in being a sponsor. Thanks for coming podcast.com. Check us out there as well. Yeah. And if you're a sponsor us, that'll motivate us to do another off-season episode. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. All right, you guys. Well, thank you guys again for making it through AJ and the Queen with us and through our off-season content. We'll see you when some uh, RuPaul's Drag Race comes on. But until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank God I can take these lashes off now.